The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Today, it's a very special edition of the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed, who was recently interviewed on WENG Radio about the ongoing crisis in the Ukraine, specifically the animals of the Ukraine. And today, we're going to play that interview for you. Well, good morning and welcome to another Midweek Mix here on your information station for Southwest Florida. We are WENG. Well, we have all heard the news. We're probably over it, but we, our hearts and, and our prayers are with the people of Ukraine. We have Charlotte Reed, pet trendologist with the Pet Bus. We've been talking about the people of Ukraine, but today we want to focus on the pets. What is happening to them? And Charlotte Reed has the inside scoop. Charlotte, how are you? Thanks so much for having me. It's yeah. always fun to hang out on the information station in WENG. <laughs> we love you, girl. It's been a while. We're so glad you're here. With all of the images we've been seeing from the Ukraine, not good stuff. Our hearts and prayers are with them. So many people have been leaving the Ukraine in the last few weeks since Russia invaded their country. Um, have Ukrainians and others been able to leave with their pets? We still see some pets on the images. Yeah, actually, it's amazing. It may, I mean, at this point, statistics are showing about half the people leaving the Ukraine are actually bringing their pets. You know, they can't take very much with them. I mean, maybe a small bag. People are actually putting larger dogs in knapsacks that they've made and carrying them out on their back as they're walking. We've seen bunnies. We've seen rabbits. We've seen dogs. Early on, we saw a lot of people who were leaving by train and car, uh, and they were actually taking the dogs with them. It's a lot harder, obviously, with the big dogs. But, I mean, people are leaving in wheelchairs with their pets wow. on their lap. I mean, it's so interesting to see. I saw an interview today with a small girl and she said in English, she said, you know, my cat, it's like my son, you know? <laughs> and so that's what we're seeing now. And it just goes to show you the bond, the animal human bond is so strong. And especially now when people need that unconditional love for their animal, they need to feel you know, they need to feel some light, some hope, and their pets allow them to do that. So, you know, thank goodness they're taking their pets. You know, it kind of reminds me of those images um, in Louisiana after the hurricane where people yep. would not leave their pets. They were stranded on roofs uh, with their dogs, um, you know, in trying to leave, stuck in cars with their dogs. And, you know, a woman stayed home with her 10 cats in the garden district. Um, yep. So we just see that wherever you are in most countries or most Western feeling countries, I use that really strongly that people just love their pets and they're part of their family and they wouldn't but, consider leaving them behind. Charlotte, I know you and I feel the same way. And many of our listeners out there in listener land, on WNG feel the exact same way. They're part of the family. Um, I can't remember, Charlotte, if you have kids or not, but I don't, but my dogs are my kids. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way that you do. I don't have children. I have um, four dogs, uh, four English toy spaniels, and they're my kids. I mean, I love them. So I understand the feelings when I see those interviews with those pet owners, what they're feeling. I mean, we're fortunate that so many people are able to leave with their pets and they're going to Romania, they're going to Hungary, they're going to Poland, they're going to yep. Germany, and now they're going to the UK. Um, but they're also pets that have been left behind, which is unfortunate. Now, there was a group that I read about actually this morning called Breaking Chains. It's former British military, and they're actually taking out pets that have been left behind. Um which is a good thing. And hopefully people will be able to reunite with their pets. You know, the other big thing, which is unfortunate, um, and it happens all the time. And we've seen this in Syria. We've seen this uh, in Iraq. The one of the hardest groups of people are actually animals left behind are animals in zoos. Oh, wow. Yeah. And a lot of people really that's they don't really think about that because they see the images of people with their pets and they can relate to that. But they don't think about the zoo animals. Some have early on been evacuated. But, you know, it's very hard to evacuate those type of animals. And as a result, you know, who ends up staying with them are their caretakers, the people who on a daily basis feed them. Because, you know, what we what a lot of people don't understand is zoo animals no matter how you feel about the zoo and the containment, they're priceless. Yep. I'm sure you remember Harambe uh, in the zoo when he had to be um, put down because the little boy fell into the pit at the zoo. And I remember talking to Ron McGill. Ron McGill is the spokesperson and a wildlife expert for the Miami Zoo here in Florida. And the funny thing was a lot of people didn't realize that Harambe wasn't owned by the Columbus Zoo or the Gladys Porter in Texas. It actually was owned by the Miami Zoo based on breeding rights. So I had said, you know, could you put a value on that silverback gorilla? And he said, no, those animals are priceless. So when I think of zoo animals, I think of them as priceless. You know, we, we've seen the deterioration over the years in Venezuela People were going into zoos eating the animals. We saw the deterioration in Syria in the last few years. The animals are so agitated because of the gunfire, especially the big cats. So I know Poland has tried to make um, some accommodation for the animals. I haven't really been able to follow up with that. We haven't seen a lot of news lately. But I'm right. really hoping that those zoo animals, I'm praying for those zoo animals. Well, you bring up a good point, Charlotte. I really didn't think of that. And thank you for bringing that to the forefront. Um, we need to be kind of up on that news and praying for them as well, not only the people and the animals, but the zoo animals. Good point. You know, we see all the images of people that are fleeing Ukraine. They're walking across blown up bridges that have like a, a two by four plank that they're mm -hmm. getting across with their dogs. Um, you mentioned where the refugees are going. Once they have relocated Charlotte, what organizations are helping the pet owners and their pets once they once they get out of Ukraine to their to their you know fleet destination, so sure. to speak? Well, let's start with the 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 governments. Let's start with the European community. And the reason I say that is because um the European community, as well as some non-European community members like the UK, for example, um Finland, have also, you know, they all have European pet passports, which basically means that your pet can travel freely throughout the European community if you are if you are national of a European 
community member. Oh, wow. Now, since Brexit, obviously, the UK is not a member of the European community. They're an independent entity. But the European community has definite stringent requirements for pets traveling. The passport is like a health certificate. So also, once you enter the country, you have to make sure that on your documentation, that's also on your pet passport, it's the same because this way they can track pets. They also want pets to be microchipped. So many, many um, countries are actually waiving whether they're European community countries or whether they're the UK, they're waiving those requirements, which is amazing. So people can freely leave. Now, early on, it wasn't as easy because people were trying to get to airports and evacuate with their pets and they weren't able to, for example, fly. I read about one young man in India, his parents owned a business in the Ukraine. Ukraine gets a lot of international business. If you look at the Mm. pictures, I mean, I know it's devastation, but you'll see it's a very international city. People come from all over the world, including the Chinese who own a lot of businesses in the Ukraine. Well, this Indian student went with his parents to the airport, because as I said, uh, his parents own a business and they wouldn't let him on the plane with his dog. Uh Uh-oh. So he decided to stay behind because he rescued his dog about a year before and he wasn't going to leave him. What was he going to do? Leave him in the apartment or put him in the street? So he decided to stay behind. And, you know, I pray for that kid because he's a young college student, a university student. I pray for him. This is a very special edition of The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Her recent interview on WENG Radio about the ongoing crisis with animals in the Ukraine. And we'll be right back with more. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. So your dog has stinky breath and as much as you would like to brush your pet's teeth to freshen their breath and care for their mouth, it can really be a pain. Let's face it, they squirm, they try to get away and they gag on the pet toothbrush. Wouldn't you like an easier solution? Well, Tevra Brands Twist and Lick Oral Gel is the answer to hassle-free canine mouth care. Use the Twist and Lick once a week. All your dog has to do is lick the chicken flavored ingredients right off the top of the product container. Featuring prolonged technology, the active ingredients are time-released to combat tartar and plaque, freshen breath, and whiten teeth. To provide your pooch with a healthier mouth and you with an easier dental care session, Tevra Brands Twist and Lick Oral Gel. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Need more buzz? We've got plenty more for you on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We call it Pet Buzz Plus. It's the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So remember, Pet Buzz Plus. Pet buzz Plus. Pet buzz Plus. Pet buzz Plus. Pet buzz Plus.
According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. This is a very special edition of the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Her recent interview on WENG Radio about the ongoing crisis with animals in the Ukraine. And now we rejoin that interview. People are having difficulty leaving, but the European and non-European members have waived the requirements. Um, The Humane Society International has been a very big help. They have taken donations for Mars, for example. You know Mars, they used to make candy. They still make candy, I should say. We love, we grew up on their candy. Yeah. Um, and now they're actually, for the last, I'm going to say, 15 or so years, they've been really into the pet business. And uh, they've sent a large donation to Humane Society International. Those donations are uh, originally have been spread out. Um, and now we see, you know, I, most recently we're seeing people going, based on where they are, going into Hungary, going into Romania. Um, Poland, at least, is a safer European country with has some in- infrastructure. Romania is a very poor country. And then the wealthier can actually move through and go to Germany as well as go to the UK. You know, people are sending donations to Humane Society International. That's very helpful. There are local groups uh, on the borders who are helping those pets, feeding those animals. I'm going to see it actually not next week, but the week after. I'm going to see if I can actually go to Germany and help with one of the local groups there. Oh, that's um, great, Charlotte. Yeah, that's no, great. I'm, I'm, I, you know, you want to be able to do something. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little afraid more so because still of COVID, but I really think we need to help these people and set an example. And, and I want to talk about this because I think this is important. The Kennel Club, which is the British kennel club they have Crufts dog show and they had their dog show recently they determined very early on that they would have no russian nationals or dogs born from russia oh participate in the kennel club you know westminster and crufts are the largest longest most prestigious dog shows in the world yes i know you go to them a lot we enjoy your i do uh things from there. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the president of the kennel club, you know, put out the announcement and people supported it. And I mean, it's unfortunate, you know, kennel clubs and chess clubs and sports unite people with differences. And so, you know, like dogs do, you know, dogs and chess and groups and all types of sports, they unite people. You find a common ground and it's unfortunately they had to do that. They had to, you know, punish Russians most Russians have no control over the situation of right. their president of their country, you know, invading Ukraine. But it just goes to show you that Starbucks and ExxonMobil and uh, BP and Citibank Visa, American Express, the big four accounting firms, they're not in it. Or Kentucky Fried Chicken, Yummy Brands, that's mm-hmm. Kentucky Fried Chicken. McDonald's, McDonald's too. McDonald's. Yeah. And the list goes on. Unilever. I mean, you name it. And it just goes to show you that it's also these cultural institutions 
that make a difference too. The Western world is, you know, at this particular point, anti-Russia, which doesn't mean you can't love, you know, your Russian dogs. It just means that they're not accepting. Uh, right. I don't know what West, if Westminster gonna, is going to do the same thing. It'll probably be, you know, dogs owned by Russians or Russian handlers or okay. dogs bred in Russia. I mean, we'll see what's going to happen. Uh, I'm sure they're thinking about it. But it's good that the world is being able to see the power of how we feel about our dogs. Because <laughs> in so many other countries where people want to show their affection for their dogs. I'm thinking of Iran. They can't do that. I mean, you can't walk your dog on the street in Iran because it's oh. considered too Western. Um, people who have done that have had military police come and taken their dogs um, oh. and destroyed them. Or people get a chit and then they go back to collect their dog, you know, after been told we have to just make sure it's healthy. And that's not the case. I mean, there are, are reported oh. sightings of um, police poisoning dogs in Iran. You know, everyone has at one time or another seen cats on the internet, right? And uh, somebody oh, yeah. had, someone had asked one of the Ayatollahs, what do you think of this cats on the internet? People are here starting to do that. And he said, oh, that's horrible. That's Western. But, you know, I think in a time where we don't necessarily here in this country, we're looking for other things beyond our family and our friends. Amen. If you understand, if you understand I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say that, you know, I didn't want this to be a political or or a conversation, but you find so many people are looking for something else outside their home to connect with. We spend so much time on the Internet, you know, and then with the last two years of COVID being so isolated, we're looking to make connections with people. Um, and especially during COVID, we've seen pets have been more than our family. They've been lifesavers. They've put us yes. in contact, whether it we got out and we walked or even I mean, I have a, a good friend of mine is coming to visit me. And during COVID, she would walk with a friend each on one side of the street and they would talk amongst themselves as they walked down the street. So being able to see that, you know, it just goes to show you that in terms of our mental health, our physical health, um, the pets are great. And especially, I mean, reports have been coming out of Germany that especially for the children who are traumatized, being able to be with their pets and hug them yeah. lets them know that no matter what possessions they've lost, and many of them have lost everything, that that's a still constant in their life. Right. You know, right. and we can True. never, we can never um, devalue that. You may not like pets, but it's important for you to realize because there are people we know who don't particularly care for pets right absolutely yeah but it's important to know that you know when you go to a a super bowl game or a large stadium or a, if you belong to a really you know a church with 50 60 000 members who's protecting you dogs who's sniffing out cancer dogs who's sniffing out covid dogs people just don't realize that and you know what it's faster to have a dog sniff out COVID or to protect you in an arena than it is for any other thing. Yep. So people have to realize that working dogs are coming back in ways that you can never imagine. And that oh, wow. 
Right. I mean, people, soldiers here in America are doing everything they can if they've worked with dogs or they found a dog or they found a cat. They are doing everything they can to bring them back from various Middle East countries because maybe that's the one connection that gives them a gentler perspective or an overview or helps them keep going. It's a local stray dog. So we've seen so many stories. I'm going to say really in the last 15 years of people wanting to bring these dogs back, these, these, there's these friends that they've made abroad. Great points, Charlotte. You're uh, really educating us. If you're just joining us, welcome to the midweek mix speaking with pet trendologist, Charlotte Reed. Uh, She is with the syndicated radio show, The Pet Buzz, a great show, by the way. Uh, Charlotte, you bring up a good point, a couple things. I hope I remember. You mentioned about the story of the young uh, college student that stayed behind for his his dog that he rescued. Right. The Indian college student. Indian college student. Yes. And I can just imagine that that's one of thousands of stories that we don't even get to hear in the mainstream media. The second thing is you just mentioned recently about people bringing back working dogs, um, not to devalue the importance of dogs in our lives, whether you're a pet lover or not. Are we going to see some of the pets from Ukraine filtering into the United States for adoption? I ask because I'm going to have to ask my husband, but I'm just going to adopt some because I really want to know about that. This is a very special edition of The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Her recent interview on WENG Radio about the ongoing crisis with animals in the Ukraine. And we'll be right back with more. Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look. ThePetBuzz.com. What would you do with two and a half more years with your dog? Two and a half more years of fetch, of walks, of love. Studies show that overweight dogs live two and a half years less on average than dogs at a healthy weight. But Slim Paws is here to help. Veterinarian recommended weight loss in one daily chew for your dog. Slim Paws, for the long, healthy life of your dog. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. Tevra Pet and Slim Paws, proud supporters of the Pet Buzz. This is a very special edition of The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Her recent interview on WENG Radio about the ongoing crisis with animals in the Ukraine. And now we rejoin that interview. You know, not such a long time ago, the Biden administration um, put a hold on pets from various countries. You know, it was a long list of 25 countries. And the reason they were doing that is because they were finding out that dogs that were being imported to this country or exported from other countries, Mm -hmm. a lot of the paper, either they were very ill, okay, a lot of, um, you know, the French Bulldog is such a popular dog. And if you didn't know about the French Bulldog, you found out about it with when Lady Gaga's dog walker got shot. Yep. Okay, that's a whole other issue, but kidnapping of dogs. But French Bulldogs are very popular and they're very popular in Russia and people are breeding them and they're sending them over here. 
And a group of dogs were sent over here from Russia with forged paperwork and they got stuck in Chicago. And it was a whole big deal with the United States government, the city of Chicago and a local rescue group named Paws. And Paws actually took custody of those dogs. There was like 10 or 12 French bulldogs. Two or three of them died and Paws took possession of them, nursed them back to health. And it was a big scandal. Eventually it was quieted down but because that we've gotten so many sick dogs here and you know this when they have every june when they have the ulan dog festival in and china where that's the festival where they consume lots of dog people americans go over there and they try to save dogs from some of the slaughterhouses and some organizations have been very successful like humane society international instead of uh breeding and raising dogs for meat people have gotten people to become blueberry farmers and various other occupations oh wow or grow other things so okay. it, it's nice to see that um to see that happening um recently uh higher officials uh have have encouraged people they see the bond that people have with animals in china um and they've been encouraging people to stop eating dog meat so the problem is that when you're raising these dogs for dog meat or a, and a lot of times people are stealing these dogs oh my, and then eventually killing them uh, at very sometimes live at markets, you know, they're not healthy. So you could be eating a rabid dog um, or you're importing sick dogs. And the paperwork is also phony. Sometimes they say the dogs are three when they're really five, or they say the dogs are two when they're really one. So the United Uh States has stopped that. I mean, there are dogs in this country. And, you know, people don't understand. The dogs got moved around. Recently, I interviewed um, a gal, uh, Dr. Christy Hoffman from Canisius College and Melissa Tebold with the ASPCA. She's a researcher there. And the research they did really talked about were more people adopting dogs during COVID than nor than what we've seen in the past few years? Oh. And they and they said no, they weren't. Really? And they said that because, you know, when we have natural disasters in various parts of the country, I'm thinking Texas or I'm thinking wildfires in California, mm-hmm. there is a mission to move dogs around the country. So maybe if you're in Texas and they're worried about flooding or hurricanes, They'll, some people, there's a, and there's even a group of pilots here who move dogs from place to place. The dogs will move to maybe the north or this, another part of the south. So okay. they also said, if you think about it, yeah, maybe local shelters were cleared out. But then, I mean, a lot of people weren't necessarily going out. Also, people who were buying dogs from breeders couldn't necessarily go visit those breeders or they couldn't necessarily breeders were not going to the airports because they also too were worried. So they said probably, yeah, some dog. And also you have to remember dogs that are coming about now, a lot of it has to do with spay and neuter uh, initiatives have were stopped early on during COVID because they couldn't have so many people in shelter organizations in close contact with each other. So it's kind of interesting to see. And also people talk about, hey, people are returning dogs. I think that's really a regional issue. So, for example, uh, in Colorado, uh, there's an organization called Moms for Mutts, as well as the Dumb Friends League. Many people know the Dumb Friends League all over the country. Um, The Dumb Friends League, uh, as well as Moms for Mutts, Moms for Mutts takes in pregnant uh, mother, you know, females. Oh, okay. Dogs, not pregnant female people, pregnant female canines 
Thanks for and, clarifying that. Yeah. And then they find homes for the moms and, and, and the mutt moms and their and their offspring. But in Colorado, people were returning dogs. And, you know, so that doesn't necessarily mean the case. There could be more dogs, like I said, because there were less spay and neuter initiatives. So okay. I think we all have to when we read this research and we listen to the media, we all, as you know, we all have to take it in if and and see if that's uh, and see if that's the case. But that's what they were saying. Um, the research that Christy, Dr. Christy Hoffman did and Melissa Tebow from the ASPCA, they looked at shelters from all across the country and they, okay. they determined. And there were other issues, too. I mean, people people were doing more rehoming than they were doing. Um, so if you couldn't take care, you were worried about you lost your job. Maybe you were homed your dog with your brother or your sister or a good friend until your situation changed. But that was also, as you know, an alternative, a factor. Mm-hmm. So just like, you know, we'll see what happens with a lot of these folks from the Ukraine. I mean, uh, hopefully, you know, look, at this point, we've seen the images. I think the majority of these folks are not going to go back. And and what are we talking about? We're talking about women and primarily children, uh, young men under the age of 17, under the age of 18, because if you were 18, they wouldn't let you leave the Ukraine. Right. Um, and of course, there are dogs that are still left. Some people had no choice. They had to leave their dogs. Um, so what's going to happen to those pets, Charlotte, in your opinion? What are the, I mean, they're going to find a family. I mean, are they going to find somebody? It's just heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking when you look at those images. I think um, some people who were who were afraid to leave with their animals and who did have money, you also have to remember this. Prior to people leaving, they couldn't get money out of money machines, or nor could they get money out of banks. So they pretty much left with the money that they had on them or the extra money that they had in their house, right? Oh, so, yes. you know, like I said, a lot of these people oh, needed to supposedly needed vet certificates so that's why the european countries had waived that requirement but i think you're going to end up having a lot of stray dogs i think you're going to end up having a lot of dead dogs i think a lot of people left Mm. pets in their apartment i mean they had no choice and i i mean you know it's so funny because um i was watching uh one of the uh one of the national talk shows and they were interviewing a guy I think his last name was, he was uh, an actor, a playwright. He was had something to do with the cultural arts. And he actually came back home to the Ukraine to fight for his country. And um, he was saying, you know, I, I overheard or people were talking about how the Russians don't know what's going on and how they're trying to be solicitous and nice and everything else. And he said, yeah, I overheard um, some recording of how they're going into people's apartments and stealing their stuff. Mm. You know? Yeah. And it just kind of, you know, it just kind of reminds you of this mass exodus, you know, yeah. that that we've seen before. This is a very special edition of the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Her recent interview on WENG Radio about the ongoing crisis with animals in the Ukraine. And we'll be right back with more. You are listening to the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. Hey, it's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And did you know that February is Pet Dental Health Month? 
Most pet parents don't know that by the time their dog is three years of age, their dog is already suffering from dental health problems. You need to recognize the signs. Bad breath, yellowing teeth, which means plaque and tartar buildup, red and swollen gums, which can indicate possible infection. So take control of your pet's dental health with Vitality's Twist and Lick Oral Gel. It's brush free, so there's no hassle. Twist and Lick features prolonged technology, which means that the active ingredients are time-released to whiten teeth, freshen breath, and reduce and prevent tartar and plaque buildup. Take care of your pet's teeth once a week with Vitality's Twist and Lick Oral Gel so that Fido can have fresh breath and you both can share healthy kisses. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. This is a very special edition of the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Her recent interview on WENG Radio about the ongoing crisis with animals in the Ukraine. And now we rejoin that interview. You know, I, I can only hope that, um, well, I'm sure, you know, if, if Putin does take over the Ukraine, the uh, Russian zoo experts will you know, take over the zoo because that's generally what always happens. Okay. Um, it happened in Poland with the Nazis uh, when they take, you know, because the animals are valuable and that remember that the zookeeper's wife, if you remember that book and that movie, yeah, um, that talked about that a little bit in that book. So I think the animals eventually will be saved depending on what happens. Um, I'm hoping that they will be saved. I think you'll, you'll see, you know, you'll see dogs, uh, running loose for a while. I mean, you also have to think about a situation like Chernobyl, for example. Right. What? It, although most of the people, except for the very old, stayed in Chernobyl after uh, the disaster that happened there many years ago. There's a lot of stray dogs there. Lots and lots of stray dogs there. That's pretty much all that's there. And the workers who worked in Chernobyl. Uh, and the average shelf life for one of those dogs is probably three to four years. Some people have adopted those dogs, workers who spent some time in the nuclear yeah. facility. Um, but there'll probably be a lot of dogs running around the streets. Yeah. It was recently bombed Chernobyl again. Am it I was. correct? Yeah, it was. Okay. It was. So, so I'm sure that there are, you know, there are dogs there. Yeah. I mean, but the, you know, this, the sad part is it's not such a, I'm going to say probably two, two or three years ago. One of my favorite guests we ever, we had on the show was, uh, I can't remember his name at this point, but he had actually, he's gone around the world studying disaster and border conflict territories. So think about oh. the 50 mile border between North Korea and South Korea. Okay. okay. Nobody's there. Think about Chernobyl. Very few people are there. How wildlife flora and fauna have come back so oh. for example at chernobyl the gray wolf has come back to that area because wow. there have been you know there's no deforestation there's no going into it i mean think of i4 you know now that people are saying they've seen i4 bears on i4 in florida right uh -huh. 
because as we move and we destroy natural habitats so we can build condos, houses and apartments and businesses and roads and villages and towns. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying we see wildlife right. losing, losing, the, yeah. losing their habitats. So, I like to say dehomed, but that's probably not a word. No, there is a there is a word. There's dehomed with a, but we're we're gonna say they're losing their habitats, their natural habitats. So that's why it's not uncommon for people to see bears, and you've seen more of these stories, bears coming up to people's homes and looking in their garbage can or being trapped in their garage. You know, right. it's not just something that you see up in the Tennessee mountains that like some bear broke into your cabin and ate your potato chips or something. It's <laughs> happening around us. I mean, it's the same thing in Bradenton. I'm, I, I mean, there are coyotes here. And the thing is, they're coming. They're like in the middle of uh, West Bradenton, which, wow. I was, you know, which is which is crazy. You thinking West, how are coyotes getting to West? But they're looking for food. We've seen that in L.A coyotes in the streets of LA at night they come down and they're looking for food as wildfires so you know it's I recently interviewed someone from the USDA uh, forest fire service and it's the same thing we talk about when we talk about forest fires it's the same thing we talk about the people who lose their houses or the celebrities like you know what is it Kanye and Kim who hired the private firefighters we talk about people and their dogs but once again when we think of wildfires we don't think of the animals who live in that habitat <laughs> you know right. the bears and many animals survive because they can go to ground they can go to ground you think of the rodents the badgers they can go to underground or the birds can right. fly away but a lot of animals of course don't make it but once again that's something that we we have to make ourselves aware of because after a war or a natural disaster we and the the animals are the victims too and i think it's important to remember that you're absolutely right charlotte we're all focused on the humans but uh, the animals definitely need our help as well so if you're just joining us welcome again to the midweek mix here on your information station weng speaking with pet trendologist charlotte reed we're talking well, we kind of got off subject, which I always love doing with you because you're so knowledgeable. We're speaking mainly about the pets and how they're being displaced in Ukraine and having to flee with their owners. Charlotte, what do you think we can expect to see in the weeks to come? What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I expect in the weeks to come, more people will filter throughout Europe. They won't just be in Romania and Hungary and Poland. I, I think more people will be moving throughout uh, Germany. I think more people will be moving uh, to the UK. The UK is kind of planning up for that. And um, so I think we're going to see more of that. I think we're also, um, you know, I can only pray for the Ukrainians. I can, I can, you could pray for the people left behind or who couldn't leave the old, for example. You pray for the folks who are not necessarily ukrainian i you know we lost uh, an american recently yeah yeah um and there are people from what i understand from this country who are ukrainian going there you kind of have to pray in this kind of situation you kind of have to pray for everyone i mean you know one of the people i i think of now is i think of that tv network gal who was holding up that sign i don't know if you saw that someone was reporting and she's standing there holding up a sign talking about the, the ukrainian russian war and uh, supposedly, if you were to, to talk about the war, speak about it, demonstrate, you're getting 15 years in jail. And oh we my. know 
that 50, she was a beautiful young gal. And we know that 15 years in jail here is different from 15 years in jail there. I think we'll probably, you know, see more. I think the images will get a lot eerier and a lot more depressing. I think we'll see more dead bodies on the streets. I think we'll see more animals on the streets. Um, That's what I'm thinking. I mean, you know, you also I think we're also going to see the images of people who whose husbands and sons are dead. Uh, And we'll see interviews about that. They can't find them. It'll in some ways, I think. I mean, not, you know, I don't want to compare this war to World War II because, you know, but I'm saying, you know, after the war, so many people, especially Jews, were looking for family members. And I think that some of these people um, will be looking for their husbands and their sons, hoping that they're going to return. Um, I only hope that Putin and the Russian regime will live up to the covenants that they made and they will treat people humanely mm. and I'm not, not sure just about be, that i i mean like i said you can only pray mm-hmm. and like i said i encourage people um if you have ukrainian friends ask them how you can help i mean local churches here in the in our area uh, have been doing everything wrapping up diapers and foodstuffs yep. and and wipes uh, and putting them in backpacks uh, but if you can, whether it's a dollar, whether it's five dollars, whether it's hundred or ten thousand dollars, if you can donate to Humane Society International, that will really help. Get on your Facebook channels and thank um, thank Mars for donating pet supplies because I think it's okay. I think it's important that we do that. I mean, we spend so much of our lives on social media, and you know, we we these days we tend to always want to talk about the bad. You know what I mean? But right. let's support those companies who support others who are helping others in need. Agree. Where can we find out more information on number one, on what we were talking about, Charlotte, and on the pet buzz too? Where can people listen to your show? Well, people can listen on various 68 stations around the country. They can also listen to the streaming channel, uh, go to the stream, you know, Google Play, Apple, iTunes, um, Spotify, okay. TuneIn. So you can go to the petbuzz.com and, right. and find that out. Um, you can go to our social media channels. I know I've been putting together, I'm going to put it out this weekend. Um, just faces of people I've collected with their pets, um, who've left the Ukraine, just putting a little, um, you know, photo together. Yeah. Yeah, Montage of some of the people. Good, Great. And, uh, I'll keep you posted if I end up going to Germany to help with Uh, our Poland. Absolutely. We've yeah. got to have you back on. We want a, uh, what a ground, we want the ground, boots on the ground news report from you. This is a very special edition of the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Her recent interview on WENG radio about the ongoing crisis with animals in the Ukraine. And we'll be right back with more. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. 
According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless golden retrievers and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. This is a very special edition of the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Her recent interview on WENG Radio about the ongoing crisis with animals in the Ukraine. And now we rejoin that interview. You know, we, we sometimes we think the world is such a big place. But like I said, it's those things that bring us together. It's the sports. It's the dogs. It's the professions. I mean... You know, think about it like this, and I hate to say it, it reminded me of the fire fire, but there are people when there's a fire, people travel from all over the country to go to California or Florida or Montana to help with a forest fire. They end up making friends. So we have to recognize that sports and these other hobbies and interests unite us. And at the end of the day, we all want a lot of the same things. We want good schools for our kids. We want to be able to live a good and healthy and a life with some dough, with some money and pets. Why not? And pets. Don't forget the pets. Yeah, we can't (laughs) forget the pets. You know, Carrie, I I always appreciate you because I know how much you love your pets. And it's not like you don't talk about them or actually Carrie and I sometimes we have lunch and she's always talking about what's going on. (laughs) And, you know, if there's pictures, she'll show me the pictures you know, and I, I always enjoy that because she's always, she, well, one thing, she's always happy about it. And two, she's not asking for any advice. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's like, you know, it's kind of funny, like Dr. Fleck and I will go to parties and there'll be other doctors there, but they won't ask a doctor what to do about their gallbladder, but they'll ask him what to do about their pet or they'll start telling me about a pet problem. And, you know, you right? sometimes you have to ask yourself, like, really? You know, <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, I, you know, on a normal day, I don't think of myself as a public figure. I just think of myself as Charlotte Reed, who gardens, you know, Charlotte Reed, who likes backgammon or watches a movie. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, or when I live here, like, you know, most people here don't know who I am. That's fine. Unless they've seen me on Fox and Friends or, you know, they've seen me on, you know, on another Fox affiliate or something. And right. I always think it's really funny. Or oh, someone I remember here. I remember I was at the Ringling Museum one day. I'm going to end this with this. I was in the Ringling Museum one day and cool. a guy walked up to me, a docent walked up to me, you know, retired guy, probably in his late 60s, early 70s. And he goes, Charlotte. And I, you know me, I never forget a face, yeah. right? It's one of the, yep. it's one of my few skills I have and, and voices. Okay. It's very strange. I, I, and I remember audio and he said, how's Morrow? Oh, really? And I thought I'm smiling because I'm being nice. And I'm thinking, and he goes, I know you don't, you don't know who I am. And I said, well, I have to admit, I'm so sorry. I usually don't forget people. And he said, well, I see you on ABC seven and I love Mara. That's one of my dogs, my older dog, my English Daniel. And he, and Mara wasn't feeling so well that day. And he said, I just wanted to know how Mara was. He's my favorite of your dogs. My wife likes your golden retriever, Hannah. And I thought, oh my goodness, he knows the names of all my dogs. 
And then he said, well, tell Ty. And he stuck his tongue out. Hello. I mean, it was just so funny. And, you know, it, it was one of those classic stories that you don't forget. It's kind of like I did two shows in Chicago one day. I did um, the You and then the Fox affiliate. And I did the You in the morning early, like at seven o'clock. And then I went over to Fox and I'm walking out of, you know, I'm, I'm done. So I changed my clothes. and I'm getting ready to walk the dog after we're done. And a homeless guy goes, I know that dog. I saw you on the you. I saw that dog on the I oh. saw that dog on the you this morning. And then you were on that other show later that day. And it was a homeless guy who'd been eating his breakfast in the shelter. And he recognized my dog, Roan. Oh. He didn't recognize me, but he recognized the dog. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like your neighbors probably all know your dog's name. But they might say, oh, it's Carrie, right? Or, yeah, or it's Charlotte. Right, exactly. Right. But yeah, like it's in so my true. neighborhood, when I moved in, they all knew me as the crazy girl who raked in the morning at five o'clock. You know, I get up at 430. And they knew because they were trying to figure out how I can walk four or five dogs at one time, four little ones in that golden retriever. Yeah, how do you do it, by the way? I can barely handle two or three. I guess it's my, well, you. I think you know I'm a compulsive like cleaner. Like yep. my house is spick and span clean. There's bleach bottles in every room. So the dogs don't use wee wee paper. I mean, if they go in the yard, I clean it up. But I walk them because, and, and wait, Carrie, I walk them in the rain. They have raincoats. My neighbors are like, it's pouring down raining. And I've, I'm have i all bundled up because that's what I did in New York City. That's, we always walk dogs growing up. Well, you I mean, had to, right? Well, I mean, growing up, I didn't, I mean, we, you know, we had an apartment in New York too, but we primarily lived in a house. You know, most of the time we went into the city on the weekends, but we had to walk the dogs in New York City. But in the house, the dogs would go outside. My mom would walk them. But living in New York, living in Soho, I walked my dogs. Rain, snow, like the like the yep. mailman. Remember that old ditty from the mail people, you know, yes. whether it's rain or sun or whatever it is. Sleet, I, snow. Exactly. Yep. So the dog and the coats are by the door. And then it's like, yeah, I walk them. Like a, it brings a, new meaning to uh, the term Charlotte, walk the dog. Right. You know, it's funny. I saw this mommy blogger post once and it said, you know, she was mommy blogging. So, you, you know, normally she's on the computer looking at products and going to events, evaluating. So then she did this thing. She's like chauffeur and the kids are in the back, you know, um, babysitter, like other people's kids are coming over or something. And it was this whole <laughs> montage of all the jobs that she had as a parent and i thought you know i should do one like dog training classes chauffeur yep chef processing the food or making yep. treats or something like that Don't and i thought cleaner right cleaner you know bather <laughs> you know and i'm thinking well, all these you know uh radio host first no first aid tech when someone hurts a paw you know what i mean i mean we we're yep. doing mara uh hammy and i were doing a photo shoot and I put him on the butcher block and just walk two feet. And I'm like, stay. And he jumps off the butcher block in his costume for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, no. Right. And I thought to myself, he'll just sit there because in my studio, there's a demo table that's higher. And when I bring them here, they just sit on the table. You know, like we have two yeah. shows on two TV shows on Monday, one in Kansas City and one in Vegas. And they're, they're normal. They used to sitting on the they sit on a bed on the on the demo table. Right. I saw your cute post on Facebook uh, yesterday for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's it was very cute. Yeah. And you can look up, uh, you're under Pet Buzz and Charlotte Reed on Facebook. 
Yes. Did you like the lighting so you could see that pot of gold? Oh. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, that's what's so interesting about the, the world of social media. I mean, don't you feel like you feel like, I mean, I don't know where it's going, but you feel like you have to do these things, right? Yeah. You feel well, like you have to dress up your pet and put a picture out of him. Well, even if you don't, we appreciate those who do like yourself. Exactly. You look for them. You <laughs> like them, yes. you know, and sometimes yes. I think about it like it's Easter. So am I they're going to get dressed up as Easter bunnies? You know, yeah. I mean, there was a few more pictures I ended up not taking. But, um, you know, I, I was thinking, well, what am I going to do now? Leprechauns around the house. Remember the uh, shelf of Elf on a Shelf? Yes, yes. Right. I go, I'll just put leprechauns around the house. So, you know, <laughs> so every month, you know, I guess for me to, to keep in the festive mood, I always buy these pillows. So like right now, because St. Patrick's Day was only one day. I have right? Easter Bunny in my living room. There are three Easter Bunny pillows on the couch, on the side <laughs> tables. I know it's crazy, right? And yeah. or like for Valentine's Day or heart pillow. I mean, they're nice. Good. You know, the tablecloth. So there's bunnies on the tablecloth, bunnies on the library tablecloth. I Good. just, you know, little towels. And I mean, nobody uses, I mean, people like come, they use them, but normally in, the, in my, every bathroom, there's a paper towel roll. They're just there for decoration. It's they make great. me, they make me feel in touch with the season. They do. And you know what? I think in life, as I get older and you'll probably agree with me, I hope Charlotte, whatever brings you joy. Exactly. Whatever brings you joy, I think is very important. And if that means having a plant in front of you, that you feel that you want to take care of. You're into gardening, so you appreciate that. If it's an Easter bunny in your, if it's a pillow, I uh, I really like that. Whatever brings you joy. Yeah, you know, that, and that, let's end it there because I think that's the perfect thing. You know, dogs bring us so much joy. Oh, beyond. What, whether we have one or five or 15, I know we're not <laughs> up, I'm not up to that level yet, but they do bring us so much joy. So uh, we'll, we're going to dedicate this show to uh, pets who yep. are in the Ukraine and who are also living in the Ukraine. Yeah. And may they continue to be with their owners and loved and, of course, well-fed. And the ones yep. who aren't, may they stay well and find a happy home. Yeah, we'll continue to keep them in our prayers as well as the people. But... Charlotte Reed, pet trendologist with the Pet Buzz. Thank you so much for your time today. You are a wealth of information. It's always good having you on. Thank you so much. And it's always great to see your smiling face. Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus, the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. My name is Michelle Schaefer. I'm the mom of three boys, and I'm from Haddonfield and North Wildwood, New Jersey. I met Aladdin through my work with Lilo's Promise Animal Rescue, and I foster the emaciated dogs that come into our program. Aladdin came to us. He had been dumped at the side of the road. 
He weighed about 18 pounds. He had broken bones, other wounds, and he was missing 12 teeth. He was the worst abuse case I had ever seen. The most moving experience that I've had while working with Aladdin were when we were first responders at the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida. And Aladdin usually works off leash. He was on leash that night and he led me over to a very specific person. And here that man had been in the nightclub the night of the shootings. He and Aladdin shared a very special moment that really made me cry. Aladdin has changed the way I see the world in a million different ways. The main thing is to treat people with kindness and compassion. My name is Michelle Schaefer, and Aladdin and I are individuals.